Second Chronicles, starting in chapter 9. And this is the Queen of Sheba visiting. Um, of course, we heard, a, I think, a longer version in Kings, but uh, but we get a slightly different version here in Chronicles. And the thing that comes to mind for me is, um, I wonder how much it's the way that the people are dressed and everything, you know, the things that are listed here as being what... She, what impressed the queen about Solomon's wisdom versus the fact that he had built this temple and the obvious presence of God was there. Um, that had to be the most impressive thing, I would think. Um, obviously, she didn't get to go in the Holy of Holies, so I don't know how apparent it was, but I would think this would be, even if she didn't know it, this would be what touched her of the wisdom of Solomon that he had submitted to the Lord and the Lord had filled this house with his glory. Then it, after Sheba's story, it talks about just the wealth that came in. I always find it interesting that exactly 666 talents of gold uh, came in uh, during the year. Um, I don't know, but perhaps this is an indication of Solomon's heart uh, being turned over time. And Solomon made these shields and... Uh, I just had to geek out a little bit and see what each one of these larger shields is worth. Roughly $384,000 each one of these shields would be worth in today's dollars just in the weight of gold, not counting the craftsmanship. Yeah, but the smaller ones are only worth half of that. He had the most impressive throne in the world built, and then it talks about his cups and just everything that he, he had made. So Solomon was richer and wiser than any other king on earth, and kings from every nation would come and consult with him, and, and you know, they just, just as Queen of Sheba did, they wanted to hear from his wisdom, and they probably took difficult questions to him and asked for advice. And uh, they would, you know, they'd bring gifts. And it was just an incredibly wealthy, wonderful place at this time. We're told again of his, um, you know, of his power. He ruled from the Euphrates. He ruled the Philistines. He ruled to the border of Egypt. Um, he, you know, he was powerful. He was rich. He was wise. And, and Chronicles is kind of talking about, Chronicles is focused on, you know, Judah and God's blessing of Judah and so they don't get into Solomon's uh, downfall so much they just at the end of this chapter it says he he ruled for 40 years and his son Rehoboam became the king and then we go on to chapter 10 and then this is the story of the foolishness of Rehoboam and um, and how uh, the country of Israel broke apart Jeroboam, who uh, had been told, and we've already gone over this story in more detail when, when we went over it in Kings, but uh, the people said, hey, lighten our load. David gave us a hard load, and instead of listening to the wisdom of his father's counselors, he listened to his younger buddies, and they said to speak cruelly to the people. He did, and so the northern kingdoms broke apart, and they never came back. I found out something really interesting as I, was, as I was researching other things. There are still Samaritans today. There's like less than a thousand of them, but they, they still live in Israel. They still <clears throat> believe that they worship the correct God um, and that it's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, they, they view Eli as uh, important. 
But I, th- I think, if I remember correctly, Eli was good. I think they stopped. It's, they didn't, not so much Samuels, because I think that's when the Davidic line came. I don't know. But it's fascinating, because we read about the Samaritans in the New Testament, and apparently they never went away. There's not many of them left, but they still exist. Anyways, that's all I have for chapter 10, and we go on to chapter 11. So Rehoboam is about to go fight uh, Israel because they're, you know, rebelling. But then the prophet speaks to him and says, don't do that. So they stop, and then Rehoboam just puts his efforts into fortifying uh, towns for the defense of Judah. And Benjamin, of course. He he keeps Benjamin and Judah. And, uh, and my obvious caveat, Simeon's never mentioned, but they... They're smack in the middle of Judah, so I would think they're in there too. I don't know what happened to Simeon. Uh, many, it says all, although I don't think it's all, because later we find out there's still some that live there. But um, what it says here is all the priests and Levites living up in Israel moved down to uh, Judah and Jerusalem because, um, you know, they wanted to worship the Lord and they were not allowed to do that with Jeroboam in Israel because he, he set up the calves in Bethel and Dan and you know, he started changing the worship of God because he was afraid that if people came to Jerusalem to worship, that he would lose his kingdom. That was his downfall. If he would have just followed the Lord, Israel, you know, could have continued on like Judah did. But anyways, um, so Judah had a lot of, I mean, according to this, they had all of Levites, which is a whole nother tribe. Um, again, I, I don't think all of them came, but that, that all probably means most of them came. As we find out later, there's still some that live in Israel. The end of this chapter just talks about Rehoboam's family. And I don't remember all this in Kings. It gives us a lot more detail about, again, Chronicles is concerned about keeping the history of Judah. And so even though Rehoboam was not a good king, right here it's not really mentioning that. It's just mentioning all the different wives and sons that he had so that it's firmly establishing for us the uh, the lineage of the kingdom of David so that we can keep track of the kings. And then we're on to chapter 12. Now it talks about him abandoning the law of the Lord and then uh, Egypt invades. And then a prophet comes and, and tells the people, you're, you're losing to... Shishak of Egypt because you turned away from me and then um, uh, they the people the king and the people humble themselves to the Lord and said Lord is right and so that God tells the prophet prophet comes back and says okay because you've humbled yourself I will not have this Egypt completely destroy you but you will serve him so that you know the difference between serving me and serving another ruler and so the king of Egypt steals all the gold shields of Solomon. So that's quite a haul, as we just calculated earlier. <laughs> he, he, uh, he did quite well for himself. And uh, and then Rehoboam has to replace them. I mean, he feels the need to replace them. I mean, he, he can only replace them with bronze. And so he, he, surely he's realizing at this point that he's a kind of a poor substitute for his father because he turned away from the Lord. But because he had humbled uh, himself, the Lord did not completely destroy him. However, he was an evil king. <laughs> this this telling of uh, Rehoboam is very back and forth, which, you know, that's true of many of the kings of Judah. But uh, it's interesting how 
this you know, as you read this telling, it just goes back and forth in how it describes him. Um, but it says, you know, he was evil because he did not seek the Lord with all his heart. And so my, I'm just guessing, even when he was, um, even when he realized that he was going to be defeated by Egypt, he he did outwardly um, submit himself to the Lord because he realized he was defeated, but inwardly in his heart, he did not truly repent. He re- repented outwardly, but he continued on in his own ways rather than saying, I need to transform my life into following the ways of the Lord. And whenever I read about these, I always wish we had these things, but record of Shemaiah the prophet, the record of Edo the seer, these were other tellings of the the life and times of Rehoboam. It'd be cool if all these records were still around. But um, they're mentioned, hey, we got other versions there. And then it talks about, you know, he he was constantly at war with Israel and he was buried and his son Abijah becomes king. And that's it for today. God bless you.